the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome into the Bruce Woolley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, coming to you live from Studio 4 here in Columbus. This is Election Eve, and we have a lot to cover today. I'll be joined in the next segment by former U.S. Congressman and most recently a gubernatorial candidate from the Republican side of the aisle, Jim Renacci. Renacy will talk to us about the group that founded CPAC but recently splintered from it, the Institute for Legislative Analysis. Now, you may remember that group. They've for a long time provided a congressional scorecard. Well, ILA will now have a state scorecard that will help cut to the chase and give Ohioans a chance to evaluate lawmakers based on their actions, not just their campaign words and words that uh, the press chooses to publish. Renacy is here at 1122. At 12.06, Amy Natosi, you've heard of her before. She's a spokeswoman for Protect Women, Women Ohio, and she will be here to talk about issue one, uh, what maybe you can expect tomorrow night as you're watching the numbers roll in and certainly will confront some of those straw man and red herring arguments that are being waged by Issue one proponents at 1222, we're going to hone in on one thing that backers of issue one don't want you to know about with Dr. Amber Day. She's going to join us. She published earlier this month an editorial in Cincinnati.com, and we're going to talk about it. She wants you to be aware of the atrocious ignorance of fetal pain and what that means with respect to issue one if it is not rejected. State Representative Gary Click will be here at 1235. You'll remember Gary Click created the SAFE Act, um, which safeguards adolescents from experimentation, particularly uh, transgender transition experimentation. So what's at stake with issue one with respect to the SAFE Act and things that uh, Gary Click, who is not only a state representative, but he's a pastor, uh, would like to add. So we're looking forward to that conversation. Of course, we'll continue to hammer issue one. And look, it's simple and straightforward. It is no on issue one. Why? Because that's the proposed amendment to the state constitution that would allow limitless abortion for convenience. Permission that even Republican women who might traditionally support choice would reject. In fact, 73% of all voters, I'm talking about Republicans, Democrats, independents, reject what is in the radical proposed amendment. They don't believe 
that killing an unborn child should happen after it can feel pain, which is about that 15-week mark or threshold, unless there's a threat to the mother's life. But, or, by the way, if it were an ectopic pregnancy, but this measure is not the legal, safe, and rare permission that proponents are lying to you and telling you that it is. Issue one would also eviscerate parents' rights to be involved in the abortion decisions and gender transition steps taken by their minor children. The amendment's use of terms such as individual and reproductive health point directly to the door through which these radical new rights would walk. And you don't have to look very far into the past of these backers of the amendment to see where their hearts are. I'm talking about Planned Parenthood, the ACLU, and a group called URGE, U-R-G-E. All of them have railed against and fought against parents' rights for years. And they're using this broad, sweeping amendment. And by the way, coupled with deceptive marketing and a press that's completely sold out to the movement, to tell you that issue one, it simply codifies Roe v. Wade. I mean, are you getting the knocks on your door? Hey, we want to talk to you about issue one. This is, this is the amendment that would protect a woman's reproductive health. Blatant lies, both of those. Lies that Attorney General Dave Yost has written about and pointed out. Lies that former Solicitor General Ben Flowers confronted and called misinformation last week on this show when he pointed out that abortion to birth for any reason is indeed what the amendment would allow. And he gave a great analogy because one of the things that proponents of issue one point to is the language that says a child after it is viable may not be aborted. Well, understand the word may in a legal context versus shall. One is certainly less stringent, and that word is may. But what follows that clause or that section of the proposed amendment is the opinion of a physician that the life or health of the mother is at risk. So after viability, if an abortion doctor decides that Jane might feel anxious or Jane might get depressed or Jane might have a little bit of overwhelm by bringing a baby into the earth, then we can abort this thing, even if it's six months, seven months, eight months and healthy. And, you know, the argument to that, that visceral response, I'm sure you've seen is, come on, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's going to happen. Name one person, they say on social media, point to one person that you know that has had an abortion after a baby is viable. Okay, go go out and, and, and look up some of the stuff going on in Colorado where it's been legal for five decades. Um, go look at uh, Dr. Haskell in Dayton, who says he routinely performs abortions past 20, 22, maybe even up to 24 weeks. And uh, then the argument is, well, yeah, he does that because it's a medical emergency. And he goes, no, actually it's elective. They're, they're choosing to do that. And then go back and look at uh, the the Car- Gonzalez versus Carhartt case, which is what Ben Flowers talked about last week, where the doctors who were performing these partial birth and late-term abortions were telling you what they were doing, which is 
what was eventually outlawed. So let's stop with the false argument that even if it's legal, it's not going to happen. Well, if they didn't want it to happen, the people who back this would have had the wherewithal to put in the proposed amendment language that would strictly prohibit it, but they didn't. But that doesn't stop people like Allison Russo and Casey Weinstein, both Democrat lawmakers at the state house who are giddy and gleeful and out knocking doors in Ohio, telling voters yes on one and yes on two. And issue two, by the way, is the proposed state statute that would legalize the recreational use of marijuana for adults. But issue two has provisions baked in that seem to come directly from the marijuana industry insiders. First, it would require only industrial strength marijuana to be legal. Now, normal THC levels, now THC is the stuff that alters your mood, that gets you high, the drug part. 5% is what was in weed in the Woodstock era. But high THC, potent cannabis, has about 20% THC. Issue two would require 35%. That's industrial strength. How would that impact productivity? Well, it certainly would limit the productivity and sale to a limited number of producers. But how would it impact productivity in the workplace? Hmm. How would it, how would it impact the safety in the workplace? How would it impact safety on the roadways? Moreover, the measure calls for only a 10% tax on the sale of marijuana with 36% of that revenue stream going back to the marijuana industry. I don't know about you, but that seems to me like it legalizes industrial strength marijuana and gives certain producers a monopoly on distribution. But uh, back to issue one, we'll start talking here and we'll finish it later. Uh, Frank Scaturro. You'll remember him. We had him on the Salem Radio Network town hall on issue one. He wrote an op-ed that was published over the weekend and said what you've heard often about the measure and the bad actors backing it. Now, Scaturro joined Kerry Campbell Severino in stating that, in effect, the ballot initiative issue one would impose on the state a regime of no limits abortion up to the time of birth and also life-altering, potentially irreversible gender transition procedures, regardless of age, overriding the involvement of parents in the case of minors. There it is. Parental rights and basic health and safety protections for women would be eviscerated. We've talked about that, and we're going to talk more about it later in this show. But up next, we are going to be joined by former Congressman and former GOP candidate for governor, Jim Renacci. He's going to talk with us about the Institute for Legislative Analysis, uh, why they splintered from CPAC, and what they're doing in the state of Ohio and why that matters to you. So stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. Jack Windsor, back at you right after this. Hey, welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor here, filling in for The Bruce Hooley. I want to tell you quickly about the Freedom Foundation. Now, the Freedom Foundation has been fighting for government workers since that Janus case when the Supreme Court said, if you want to get a government job, you don't have to join the union. And if you have a government job, 
You don't have to join the union. And if you're not in the union, you don't have to pay dues. That's important because given Bidenomics, not being in the union or opting out will save you about $1,100 per year. More importantly, it keeps money from the union bosses who 97% of the time fund progressive policies in our government and in our schools, things that you're fighting against today. So check out optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com to see how simple and seamless it is to opt out of the union. And thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your support of the Ohio Press Network. Hey, let's dive right in. I want to bring him in. He is a uh, former U.S. congressman and candidate for governor of the great state of Ohio. Jim Renacci, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning, sir? Good morning, Jack. I'm doing well. How are you? I am super fantastic. I'm excited to talk to you. I've got a lot of notes here, but I, I want to let you kind of walk through everything. Um, Mr. Renacci is here to talk with us about the Institute for Legal Analysis and uh, kind of where they were born from. They, uh, I guess, derived or splintered from CPAC, which is the Conservative Political Action Conference, and that's a, that's a part of the American Conservative Union. Um, but tell us about the Institute for Legal Analysis and why you're excited about what this group is doing in Ohio. Well, thank you, Jack. And it's the Institute for Legislative Analysis, ILA. It's a conservative policy organization that really aims to advance the limited government principles of the United States Constitution. What I'm excited about is that a year or so ago, I was trying to figure out a way to do a scorecard for Ohio legislators. I I came to a point where uh, I started to realize that people vote for individuals without really knowing what their score is, what their record is, what they voted for, what they haven't voted for. People say they're conservative, but their voting record really is important um, in in some ways. Now, I will admit, Jack, that when I was in Congress, um, I was also voted uh, by the, you know, many of the organizations, the Heritage Foundation, and it was used against me. The difference between this organization and the Heritage Foundation is that the Heritage Foundation would come out with a, a what they called a, a vote score on the day of a vote. And they would say, if you vote against this, we're going to score you negatively, or if you vote for it, we're going to score you negatively. And in many cases, it was for fundraising purposes, not for actual conservative principles. Well, Jim, but let me stop you real, real, real quick there. So I want to apologize. It is the Institute for Leg- uh, Legislative Analysis. I said legal analysis. It's still early. We got an extra hour and I'm still I'm still bungling it. Um, but to your point, lots of Ohioans in the past, if you have a D or an R, they're going to vote that way. And it doesn't matter how you voted. So uh, that's an important point. So continue on. Right. So what this organization does is they go back and look at um, votes that were cast in 2022, for instance, and then they score you. They don't tell you which votes they're going to do, which makes it even. I mean, I had members of Congress. I'd be walking down the hall and I'd say um, they'd look at me and go, I look and I go, I know how you're voting for this because heritage is going to score you on it. They go, absolutely. I got to have a 100 percent heritage score. In this case, the Institute for Legislative Analysis goes back. And looks at and and for 2022, they looked at over 40 bills that the House and Senate voted on in Ohio, and they scored you based on those bills, which is very interesting because you don't know what bills they're going to score you on. And it's not a fundraising mechanism. It's a mechanism to truly determine whether you are, um, you know, advancing limited government principles. So I think that's extremely important about this. But. A year ago, I was trying to build out a scorecard, 
And uh, I was uh, I got a call from Katrina Pearson. Many of your listeners would remember Katrina. She was a big mega 2016 supporter of Trump. And she said to me, Jim, there's already an organization doing uh, scorecards for states. Why don't you meet with them? I flew down to D.C., spent a day with them, and I asked them if they could do Ohio. Ohio was not on their uh, list of states that they were going to do immediately. Now, they're going to try and do all 50 states, Mm -hmm. but Ohio became one of their preferred states. And just last week, they released the Ohio scorecard, and I'm happy to see that. And uh, I'm hoping your listeners can take a look at it because it will give your your listeners an idea of how people have voted and how they were scored by this institute. So uh, just to recap for listeners, if you're just jumping in, I'm, ta- I'm talking with former Congressman Jim Renacci, former GOP candidate for governor. And we're talking about the Institute for Legislative Analysis. They have developed a scorecard that uh, examines um, members of the House, members of the Senate. In the state of Ohio, they've looked at 40 bills and they're scoring them. And uh, let me ask you two questions, Jim, and then uh, we'll it, we're going to end at 1130 and then I'm going to bring you back for another segment because there's a lot to unpack. Uh, are is this group scoring state lawmakers and United States congressmen and women? Or at this point, is it is it only Ohio lawmakers? No, they've actually already scored uh, U.S. members of Congress and the, and the United States Senate. They've done that annually every year. Now they're going and also going to do the states. They've done states like Virginia and California, and uh, they've done Ohio now. But their goal is to do all 50 states and the legislature um, and the federal House uh, members and the federal Senate and the governors. They've also um, did an analysis of the governors, and they've done an analysis of the presidential candidates as well. That is intriguing. How does this, we've got about a minute here. How does Ohioans for responsible government fit into this? Well, I, so I, I'm actually part of two organizations. I'm part uh, working with Ohio for Responsible Government, which is an Ohio-based uh, PAC that is trying to promote uh, this type of review of, of uh, individuals in our House and, and, uh, and Senate in the state of Ohio. And then I'm working for Jefferson Rising as well, which is a national group that's also looking to make sure scorecards are done in every state, um, at, uh, at least over the next 10 years. And so um, we've got about 45 seconds here. Is it, is it all the W's, org? Jim, is that where we want Ohioans to look? Yes, Ohio's for responsible government. Okay, so let me we're gonna we're gonna take a look at that site and talk about um, maybe what you see on the other side of this break and and there, if there are any surprises because there are some lawmakers I'm sure that in the state of Ohio are on the Republican side of the aisle and and maybe this information will tell us something that is I don't know telling. <laughs> uh, Jim, can you stick yeah. with us for the for the next segment? Sure, absolutely. Outstanding. Uh, so Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce Hooley on 98.9 FM, The Answer. And uh, you want to stay tuned because we're talking about Ohioans for Responsible Government. And you can get it on your browser right now. Type it in, ohfrg.org. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk about that state scorecard and uh, how you can go about evaluating lawmakers in the Ohio Senate and in the Ohio House. More on 98.9 FM, The Answer, next. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.